0: On your this is Peak Too Early, presented by SAB Racing, featuring Mike Gendron,
1: Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Peak Too Early the greatest running podcast in the world. The podcast where three washed-up distance runners reminisce about the glory days and talk about what's happening in the sport of distance running. I'm your host, Steve Gendron, and I'm joined by Mike Gendron, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut right now. Mike, how you doing?
2: Steve, I am doing fantastic. Well, I'm a little tired, actually. Coming off a uh, wedding weekend for our buddy, shout-out Nate, getting married, SAV running member, huge um i went for a run this week so i was pretty exhausting the first one in a little while um and you know i'm thinking about quitting my job because i've been spending all my time trying to book interviews for this podcast it's it's tiring it's exhausting but i'm grinding grinding for the content so i but all in all yeah i'm, I'm feeling pretty good steve everything's
1: going well for me yeah well uh insert joke about me paying your salary that's an inside joke sorry um as always we have at the house of sav trent fontanella trent how you doing bud
3: i am good it feels like it's been a while since i've been at the house of sav but life is good similar to mike i finally got a a run-in so i officially cooled down from my boston marathon so i feel like the marathon is in the past i am ready to to run a one warm-up run before, you know, my, my big Ragnar race coming up in a couple weeks. So needless to say, I'm in killer shape. I feel great. I'm excited to be with the boys, and I'm uh, trying to not get distracted by the Celtics playoff game that's going on as we speak. What do we got for a score right now, Trey? We got uh, Boston down 10, mid-third quarter, so... Uh, game two but uh the boys the boys in green will make a make a come a comeback here
1: and then we got we got a bruins game on right now too they're down oh they're down one in the third and then how about the how about them red Sox? let's see what we got they're five nothing. there we go baby we yeah got the red... um, who would have thought who would have thunk i know huh you know well anyways enough enough boston sports talk because guys this is the episode we have been waiting for. This, was, this is arguably the biggest episode in peak Two early history. We have one Morgan McDonald on the show today. We did an interview with him. He's, he's unbelievably cool. Um, it was so awesome to talk to him for you listeners at home. He is, he won, um, cross country national championship individual. So he's the first person across the line at, at cross country nationals. And then he came back and indoors and he won both the three K and five K on the, on the indoor track. Um, and he's getting ready to probably have a big outdoor season as well. So this guy is pretty much the fastest runner in the sport of track and field right now. Um, he's becoming a college legend. So this is a big deal.
2: Yeah. it's It's been so frustrating too, because we've known for a while that this interview is coming. We just have to wait and tease it here and there and uh, just kind of wait it out. But it's finally here. It finally happened. And man, how fun was that interview? How cool of a guy he was. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I think, it's stuff like this that is really going to start growing the podcast and growing the sport, letting putting you know faces and voices to uh, these big name people and kind of l- allow people to see what their personalities like. Because Morgan's the freaking man.
3: Yeah, we are a, a big Morgan McDonald podcast. We were before after yeah. Track, and he was the star, and we were an anti-Grant Fisher pod. Um, but after this, we are so much in, uh, more entrenched in the the pro Morgan pro uh Wisconsin pro Australia. We're just, you know yeah. I'm a <laughs> go Australia. Let's go Aussies and all that stuff. Yeah, had had a great time, loved it. And uh and uh yeah, big Morgan McDonald fan. Yeah, and and
1: so we were we started off the podcast talking a little bit about um Penn Relays because uh him and his teammates just came back from two wins at Penn Relays. They won the four by mile and DMR, which is a pretty big a uh, pretty big deal in the in the in the track and field world. Um, Penn relays is kind of a fun, different event that everybody in D one kind of gears up for it and kind of goes to it to try and try and run fast. So it's a big deal winning there. But we have to go on a little bit of a rant right now because one of the things we're trying to do on this podcast is we're trying to grow the uh, the sport of track, the the sport of distance running mainly. And um, you know, part of that is being able to watch what's happening. And guys, I couldn't find a clip of any races at Penn Relays anywhere. I couldn't even find a little clip of people crossing the finish line. Apparently, Morgan had a crazy finish in the four-by-mile where he out-kicked a guy at the finish line. I couldn't find it anywhere because what's going on with this? What's going on with track and field? Why can't we find clips of this?
2: Yeah, So, and see, the thing with Penn Relays, it's a super cool event, right? Because it's mainly a high school event. It's these big-name high school runners come out and do this, but they bring in, you know, a few events, college, like huge college championship relays. They bring in like world-class runners have like world championship relays in there. So you have everything from high school to elite runners at this meet. It's a very, very cool dynamic, something you don't see in pretty much any sport. It would be the perfect thing to showcase our sport and you literally cannot find it anywhere. There's one link on one website that asks you for like a $15 subscription You can't watch any live events without it. You can't watch any highlights. There's not even like a promo video, nothing. They make it impossible to watch this sport. And it's like, how can you expect, you know, what we're trying to do here is grow the sport, talk about it, watch it. And even people like us who are like actively seeking this thing out, you can't find it. So how can you expect people who, you know, are kind of borderline with the sport to to watch this stuff and get excited about this stuff? If you're making it impossible for everybody, it's infuriating. And it, it, it acts so counter to what we're trying to do here. And it is
3: the biggest challenge that we have with this podcast. Dude, there's, there's major sports, Major League Baseball they put all their stuff only MLB can release it like the official twitter the official MLB TV it's infuriating trying to find an MLB highlight and that's major league baseball that has a huge following boxing's the same way it's all behind the paywall and it's having a tough time getting all these new fans in there cuz you got to buy everything on like hbo or whatever pay-per-view um, and boxing is way more popular in track and track. Yeah. Like, how <laughs> there's, does the field expect to like Figure this out when you have to pay. Like, like let this be on Twitter. Uh, a sick kick uh, at the end of pen Relays, like the final Morgan McDonald coming in for the win there. That should be a gift, right? That should be a gift that I can share with you guys. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. U- USATF, NCAA, everybody
2: involved with running should be pumping out as much free content as they possibly can.
3: Yeah,
1: I mean, like, so apparently you could sign up, what is it, $15 a month? To, to subscribe stupid, to like yeah. USATF TV, which is like who's gonna pay that? Like I mean you're you're gonna you're gonna get like the like the one percent of the one percent of people that really wanna pay attention to it that are gonna that are gonna buy that. I promise you, in the long term, the sport is gonna make so much more money if they're promoting this and putting it out there for people to watch rather than you know charging fifteen dollars a month. To watch a track meet every now and then. Stephen Mike, how much are we charging for the Peak Too Early podcast? Not enough, apparently. I would love to charge $15 a month. <laughs> 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 no, so
2: Shrek brings up a good point here. So, with what we're doing Whoa, here, right? thanks, and Mike. The, the content, yes, yeah, whatever, the content we're trying to cover, if we want to watch stuff like this and be able to talk about it, and like, are we going to have to get a subscription? Like, are is that something we're going to have to do or do we protest? Like, I'm, I'm in such a bind here because it's like we are like the small percentage of people who kind of need this content, right, to do what we're doing. But I also want to protest them because screw them for what they're, yeah. you know, holding back from us. It. So it's like, I whatever, I, I don't know. We're, we'll have to figure that out. I mean,
1: Morgan was joking around. We were, we were kind of brainstorming. I don't want to spoil too much of the interview, but he were brainstorming ways to get people to watch track and field, and he said, well, maybe we could do it at halftime during the, one of the football games. It's yeah. like, that's the length we're talking about to get people to watch the sport. And we can't watch one of the biggest events online or even, not even, like, watch it live. I'm not talking about watch it live. I'm talking about just see a clip of it
0: after yeah. the fact.
1: It is crazy.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: anyways, um, that's our rant on, on USATF. I feel like Steve Prefontaine right now, you know, just <laughs> going at the man. You know, you know, screw our governing body. But um you know that that's our rant to start off the podcast. I don't want to bring the bring the mood down too much. Let's get fired up because right now we have the biggest interview in P2E history. Here we go. <laughs> right there behind him, who finished fourth last year. Joe Klecker losing contact. Does Morgan McDonald have enough? Coming back from that 5,000 last night, Fisher running a 354, 1,600-meter final lap for the DMR. Look at McDonald just turn it over. And
0: he's a double winner, 5,000, 3,000. Well, this guy's kick is absolutely devastating. Well, Morgan, Morgan McDonald, excuse me, Dwight, Morgan McDonald, he's too, he's too smart, he's too savvy of a runner, and you could, they threw, they threw some different things at him, they tried to go slow, and then, you know, they tried to speed it up a little bit, but it it wasn't, it certainly wasn't enough, you have got to take the legs out of this guy completely, and not many guys would do it.
1: It's my pleasure to introduce the baddest man in the sport of track and field. At this point, he has too many accolades to list, but he's the reigning XE NCAA champion, your reigning 3K and 5K 2019 indoor champion, and most recently, he's the 4x Mile and DMR Penn Relays champion and NCAA legend, Morgan McDonald. Welcome to Peak Too Early. Thank you very much, Steve. It's good to be here.
0: (laughs) I'm excited! <laughs> Congratulations on uh, on your wins at at Penn Relays. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that was. Uh, thank you very much. It was a fun trip. It was, it was my first time there, and it was like it was. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have been there before, but it was one of the best meets I've ever been to. So it was awesome. Yeah, man, it sounded awesome. I was looking. It, you know what? It's impossible to
1: find video clips in Penn Relays online. Why does the NCAA yeah. make it so hard to find video clips?
0: Well, it I think a, a meet like that is uh, is tough because of, there is like the rights and stuff to it and so that was that one was streamed on the USA TV website which I don't think anyone has a subscription to so I don't know how anybody <laughs> watches anything on that but yeah. if you that's that's where you got to go to find it unfortunately.
2: Yeah, it's they wanted to charge me like 15 bucks just to watch a highlight after the race had already happened. So yeah, I, no, it's, I, it's I, all, all I wanted to I saw that the times you you know you guys won by like decimals of a second, and I wanted yeah. to see the finish, and I you can't find it anywhere on the planet. It's ridiculous.
0: No, it's 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 really annoying actually, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, Morgan, so over
2: you know obviously this past year, you've had incredible success as an individual and you know cross country champion, three k five k champion, but what is the difference for you? when it comes to like winning championships as a relay team versus winning as an individual.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the relays are just, they're just so much fun. Like it's just a very different, um, kind of like a different atmosphere. You have that team around you more so, and it's just like, you're just working together and it just makes it that much more cool. I, it is, it is more similar to like a cross country meet where you really have all these guys around you that you feel like you're more racing with, and uh the best thing is probably like the shared success because that's really the funnest part um i always get jealous of like the other teams here (laughs) at school like for example like the women's hockey team and national champions and i'm just like damn like they, they that's like their whole team you know like they get to like all celebrate that together and all like enjoy it and they all achieve this one thing together and like it's so cool to like that looks so much fun. And so when you win an individual title, like not to take away from it, you don't really have that the same thing. Obviously, like all the people around you contributed to it and like they can um, also like enjoy like the kind of rewards from that. But it's still not the same as actually winning it as a team. And it's just yeah, it just feels so
2: good. But I'd love to put that on a, uh, on a quote card. Morgan McDonald's jealous of the women's hockey team. Oh, am.
1: They, they have fun. I'm, I'm pretty jealous.
2: Listen, I've,
1: like, known to, I'm, I've known I'm, some women hockey players in my day. They, <laughs> they have fun, man. Let
3: me tell you. Yeah. All right, Morgan. So you had the, the big win this weekend. <clears throat> um, what's next? What's, uh, what's on deck for outdoor? What are your goals? Do you have uh, specific time goals? you got place goals? I know you're obviously going to be gearing up for nationals. So um, you know what are you looking forward to for the rest of the outdoor season?
0: Yeah. So, um, I don't really have too many time goals like in my head right now. It is all kind of just racing place goals, I, I would say. So looking at the rest of the NCAA season, we have big tens next week. Uh, uh, yeah, next week. And then obviously there's the regionals and nationals and, uh, just plan to try to win as many as I can, you know, um, for that. And then, Looking at post NCAAs, I have pretty decent goals for that as well. I want to try like, make the world champs and do pretty well there also. But, yeah, it's kind of – it could be a pretty long season. and um, I'm tr- kind of trying to just take it, like, one step at a time right now, you, you know?
3: After your yeah. uh, pen Relay success, are you going to convince your coach to put you on, like, the 4x4 team at conferences? Uh, like, where do the Relay stop now? <laughs>
0: yeah i would love to do that i mean i'd get absolutely smoked but uh <laughs> no if we had a chance and winning it man put me on that that'd be so much fun
2: i don't know man when i when there's 200 meters to go left in a race and you're in the pack i don't know i'm putting my money on you i'll say that much
3: <laughs> we got a little delay here this is the well, i was just saying that yes yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Is it is this my internet? It might be my internet right now. I'm not sure. I'm on some pretty shitty Wi-Fi. I can tell you that you're freezing. That's <laughs> but, of uh yeah. No, but the four by mile was a really cool event. Like it is kind of hard to like field a team for that all the time. I feel like, but it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, man. So
1: you, you mentioned uh, a little bit about kind of looking beyond nationals and kind of what's the next step. You know, after this is your fifth year senior, correct? Yeah. What do you think your your uh, your na- main uh, distance is going to be after you graduate? Or have you thought that far yet?
0: No, like, I, I would like to focus on the uh, 5K. I've kind of thought about it a fair bit. I kind of like seeing myself as, like, a 5K runner, though 5K is, like, hurt a lot and, like, really hard <laughs> to do. So I like to run the 1500 as well. So I think, like, while I'm still – Relatively younger athlete, I'd like to focus on that 5k and the 1500, and then as I get older, kind of make that more classic like <laughs> progression, like moving up to doing some track 10ks, and then eventually more road racing and perhaps a marathon. See how that yeah. goes. Nice. I, I would recommend against the marathon. Yeah. Marathons yeah. are
1: the worst. Yeah. So all three of us actually just ran the Boston Marathon. Oh, okay. uh, I was going to
0: ask you about that. Yeah, yeah.
1: We, we we ran it and we, we did it for fun. Mike and I chugged some beers out there, which I definitely don't recommend doing. It, it hurt a lot, but uh, we had a blast out there.
0: No, yeah. that was so cool. I've heard uh, great things about Boston. Like my mom runs marathons and she's run that one a couple of times and she said it was awesome. I didn't. I didn't realize that it was like, what a, because it's on, uh, is it like Patriots Day or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, just, just like a big celebration for the whole town. Like, that looks so cool. The whole cool. city shuts down.
1: Yeah. Dude, they made yeah. up a fake holiday so people could drink and watch people race. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah is it is awesome.
2: It is very cool. It's, it's, the, it's the closest that guys like us will ever get to, you know, being a celebrity with just thousands and thousands of people lining the streets cheering us on. So it's pretty cool.
0: But that's the thing. Like me and me and some of my teammates were at uh, Penn Relays. And like we're so impressed that like a track meet is able to get there. Like on Saturday, there was 50,000 people there. And we're like, how did this happen? And so we're thinking of ways to like how like say back here in Wisconsin, like we could have a track meet and have people go to it. And it's just like so hard. And we were like, it'd have to be on like, they'd have to like put a track at the football stadium. And like at halftime, they like run a race or something. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, bad idea.
1: that's
2: that's kind of what a lot of what we're trying to do here right is create excitement outside of you know you have your diehard running fans and the guys who are gonna subscribe to flow track and the guys who did uh you know get their usdf paid 15 dollars to watch you run this past those diehards are always going to be there but we're all about trying to figure out how do we get like your average sports fan to give a shit About the sport of running, right? It's like, like how do we how do we grow this sport? So yeah, we're all about trying to find different ways. We've thrown out some crazy ideas on this podcast. But I mean, like, what what did you what do you guys come up with? You guys got any good ways to try and grow this sport? Yeah, we're
0: we're finding it difficult to like get a, a big like a big crowd for just like running in itself. So we really were going for the route of like trying to find like other things we can attach it to, and similar like the Patriots Day. I think that is, like, a big way, a really good way of doing it. Because that's, like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Drake Relays. Like, that's kind of what they have going on there is, like, um, I don't know what the event is. But it's, like, a massive, like, it's, like, the biggest, like, weekend of the year there. And then the Drake Relays have have always been around there. So, like, it means, like, the track meet's, like, a big deal there. And there's, like, a concert at night and stuff. So there's all this other stuff going around. And then it just so happens that, like, a track meet is, like, one of, like, the central focuses of the the whole celebration i suppose
1: that's awesome
0: yeah it's cool and like so i don't know you need to make it like as easy for people as possible i feel like at this point yeah it's it's just so yeah because the way like this sport is right now is like it's impossible to follow like (laughs) it's it's so hard like if you if you don't know what's going on like to explain to someone like it's so hard to like relate to i think for your casual like sports fan so yeah need to make that easier i think somehow so on peak too early we we have a we have an idea
1: of how to maybe get some interest generated uh around around track and running in general and um we think that uh gambling needs to become a bigger part of running so uh, so that's one thing that we've been trying to do so actually when we started this podcast we started it right around um indoor national champions championships yeah. And, uh, we, what we did was we did this whole gambling setup where we, uh, we picked a, a couple runners. And so, so we set it up like a, um, we, we picked runners for different events and the lowest combined, uh, you know, finishes out of all the events was the winner. And we put some money on it. And let me tell you, bud, you won me a lot of money. Oh, no way. <laughs> right. I'm, ha- I'm happy. <laughs> so after, after indoors, we were like, so we wanted to make sure, I mean, all three of us, you know, we're we're former college distance runners um, and we hadn't been paying a ton of attention to sports. So we we're like, you know, how do we get people interested? And we came up with this idea. And I'm telling you, man, ever since we started doing this, we've, we've been hooked. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that does make a lot of sense. If you, if you think about it, like if you compare running to like horse racing, I'm sure you guys have like spoken about that a lot. But like, <laughs> yeah. like people like. People care about, like, there are people who, like, are actually into, like, the sport of, like, breeding horses and all that stuff. But most people, they don't know anything about that stuff. Like, they're just there to, like, get, have fun and, like, like, put some money on it. And, like, I don't really see why track should be any different. Like, Yeah. No, so, it's legal now. So more yeah, on uh, other sports. Go ahead,
3: Trent. Steve, Steve hit it big with you uh, killing the 5K. Mike hit it yeah. big with you killing the 3K. I actually took wisconsin in the dmr thinking that would be my number one uh number right there
0: so what happened man you lost me a bunch of money with DMR. uh you should have you should have sent me a message i could have given you the inside nah i got a big trouble for that <laughs> well that's good now, now that we have the contact
2: i might have to hit you up for some insider trading
0: yeah we are getting a lot of trouble
2: there yeah <laughs>
3: Can we break down the fifth year? So I did a fifth year uh, in college, coming back to run cross-country, and it was the best decision I ever made. It was literally the best year of my life. You're back. You feel like you can just totally focus on it. Um, When did you decide to do the fifth year? Was that, like, early on? Was there an injury that spurred it? Um, And how awesome has fifth year been?
0: So it's kind of weird for me because... I always just assumed that I would do five years. And, like, I can't tell you exactly why that is. I think, like, when I looked at a lot of runners coming through, like, particularly Wisconsin, like, the good guys always tended to do five years. And so I kind of, like, assumed that, like, that's what I would do. I And then I kind of assumed everyone else would do that as well. But it turns out, like, no, like, not everyone does five years. Like, it doesn't <laughs> make sense for everyone. But so my freshman year, I ran... Cross country and indoors, and I did pretty well. And then I redshirted outdoors, and I wasn't actually injured or anything, but uh, I was just like, it was just like by that time I was like a little bit like mentally burnt out, and honestly, like I just wanted to like party a lot and stuff and just enjoy being a freshman. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And yeah, and so like that was kind of a tough thing for me towards the end of indoor season, like like. I started not enjoying it as much because of that. And I think my coach, like Mick Byrne, I think he's like one of the only coaches that would like, that really understands like, like us athletes as like people and like, as like normal college students, he understands like those pressures and stuff. And like, it's not like he was happy about it or anything, (laughs) but he was like, yeah, I think it's right for you to like redshirt this season. And he kind of like Let me do my thing for like a month or so, and then we got back to work after that, and it it turned out pretty well. But yeah, so since then, like I always expected to do the five years, and yeah, I've had a similar experience. Like it's been so good. It's been it's been a lot of fun. The sacrifice of partying
3: freshman year just you know (laughs) comes up big for your
0: (laughs) yeah had to get it out of the system, you know. (laughs)
1: um hey man so i i i I did want to ask you a question about um i know we kind of touched a little bit about on what's next and you know what events you're thinking about but just curious and you know i don't know how much you can talk about this but for somebody like you what's the process of like uh searching for a brand and trying to trying to sign on on with a brand like when can they start talking to you like are those talks already happening
0: yeah um i like i probably won't talk about this a ton but i will tell you like you uh you can start talking to people already like there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of like confusion about the rules and like you can actually like pretty much you can talk and do whatever it's just that like the rule the main rule is pretty much like you can't make any agreements like Mm -hmm. verbal or written or whatever but you can definitely like start exploring options it's it is difficult to do that though because the way that like sport is set up is like you kind of need an an agent to do that for you because they have like all the contacts and stuff and you can't um have an agent until you're done Mm -hmm. as well so it is difficult to do too much for that but it is something that i have like started looking into and like i'm pretty lucky um like the position that i'm in i'm able to have like a few different options and um i'm not really sure what i'm going to do yet to be honest it's really tough It's, it's exactly kind of, like, just, like, when making your decision for college, like, yeah, it's, like, it's not like there's a right option and, and there's a wrong option. It's, like, there's a lot of different right options, and, like, you wish that you could, like, do them all, and it's just, it's just a tough choice, you know, to try to work out, like, what's going to work best for you.
1: Yeah. How much does, like, the the product play into it? Like, how much you
0: like the shoes and like the product? Does it factor in at all? It, it does a bit, like, I mean, I... It does a bit, but I'm not, like, some crazy, like, I'm, I'm pretty good, I think, with wearing a lot of different stuff. Um, it's certainly something that I care about. Like, I'm not going to wear, if a brand, like, doesn't have anything good, like, I wouldn't want to be with them. Um, mm-hmm. if, it's, if I'm going to get injured and stuff, like, then what's the point? But I think, like, that kind of just plays into, like, the whole, like, more, like, the vibe of a brand. And, like, if I think it's going to be, like, a good fit for me and stuff, it's kind of just more into like that side
1: of
2: it like that's how i see like the gear in that in. You know? yeah yeah so morgan so you know i'm not asking you to commit to anything at this point or uh you know we're trying to rush the process but Peak too early is sponsored by a, a running team here you know it's a, a running team that i created it's the sav racing team and um you know i don't know what kind of beer you drink but we're offering a 30 rack of miller light to, to anybody who's <laughs> <that's> willing to, <laughs> to join on the team so yeah, no, we we right. when the when the decision comes around, we'd be happy to sponsor you. <laughs> All
0: right, well that's good to know. I can't I can't make any agreements on. on now. <laughs> yeah, so, totally. We can chat. Totally fair. Yeah, we'll keep that we'll keep that open now. <laughs> so, uh, thirty
3: dollars for a singlet though. Just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: thirty dollars oh, for a singlet. But,
0: uh, <laughs> that's kind of rough. <laughs> uh, Think about it.
2: So Morgan, what um. Do, do you have a rival, like an individual rival in the NCAA?
0: Um, do you want me to say like Grant Fisher?
2: Yeah, I do. I actually do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna spend the next five minutes trying to trying to get you to tell me that your rival's Grant Fisher.
0: Well, I, I mean I guess it's Grant Fisher. There yeah. you go. But it's like, yeah, we're I, I really like what we have in terms of a rivalry. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, like, when you step on the line,
2: though, and you see him next to you, you have a little bit of extra motivation, right? You're like, ah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm taking him down today, right?
0: Yeah, so we've, we've always, since, I guess, yeah, for, like, four years, like, we've, every time we race, like, it's been pretty close, from what I can remember, we've always been on a pretty similar trajectory, and I think we're, like, pretty similar athletes and people, so, um... I, like, I respect him a lot. I know he's super good, and definitely whenever I step on that line, like, he's the, he's going to be, like, the main one that I'm, like, thinking is going to be there at the end and, like, contesting for that win, and I know it's, he's going to, like, push me all the way, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've had the upper hand <laughs> recently, but, uh,
2: I don't know, if, if we had him on the podcast soon, do you think, uh, do you think he'd talk crap about you?
0: Uh, Maybe. <laughs> i don't know should i feel kind of in bad yeah <laughs> yeah no i really i really really like him um we like we we hadn't didn't know each other that well but then after milrose millrose we like went for a long run together the next day and he's just he's just a pretty down to earth guy kind of what you would expect like he's he's a good dude so well, that's that's
1: distance running in general it's like you have so much respect for the guy lining up to you. You know that there's so much work that kind of goes into every single race and every time you get on the starting line. And it's like, it's kind of, you want to beat him, but there's almost kind of like a a bond there, you know, like an unspoken bond, like we've both been through the hard work to get here.
0: No, it's definitely a bond. It's like that shared experience of like the pain. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, we have a good rivalry. I kind of like, like there's like the personal rivalry. And then I kind of also just like the, uh, the NCAA, like, international versus American rivalry. like, Because I swear, like, the international guys keep winning. And I'm like, I don't know. Where's, where's, when's Team USA going to win another title? There's, <laughs> there's so many good USA guys out there. But, I don't know, an international runner just always, like, sneaks out and gets it, I guess. For those of you listening that can't tell, Morgan is
1: Australian. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's actually something interesting like if, if i told somebody that didn't pay you know pay attention to to competitive track and field and i told them that the number one runner in the world right now wasn't from the usa australia probably wouldn't be so high up on the list of like countries that they that they would guess um, um you know, what's what's it like being an australian runner how'd you get into it in the first place
0: yeah so the running scene in australia is really cool it's it's fun it's it's a lot smaller. I mean, everything in Australia is small because it's just like, you know, our population is like 25 million. So it's like half the size of, I don't know, Texas or something or California, maybe one of those two, but, <laughs> but so I would say like, like all the runners, good runners, like they, they really know each other in Australia and often we'll spend time together. We have like national races since like we're a young age. So you're kind of racing all the same people. Like, like, for a lot of years. And then we also, a lot of us train together like over the summer, like we'll go to do a bit of like altitude training. And I did that like when I was like 16. And so I got to meet like all these other guys from different States who were like really good runners. And, um, we became really good friends and kept going back year after year. And so that was really cool. Cause it was kind of like just a bunch of like good runners that just like kept pushing each other. And I think it kept us all motivated to keep getting better and mostly just to like stay in the sport because in Australia we don't have like college sports so after high school like a lot of people just stop running and they go off and do uh, other stuff in life but we had a really good group of guys coming through that kept everyone like very involved in the sport I think and um, I think that's a pretty big reason as to why the Australia is actually like pretty deep right now and like the talent at the top is like we just like we've all known each other for so long, and we're all like pretty close. So it's pretty fun to be a part of that.
2: Very cool. It, did that play into uh, you know you and Ollie being at Wisconsin together at the same time? Was that you know play a factor the kind of relationship of the you know Australian contingency over there?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he he's from Sydney as well. We're both from Sydney, and so like we've known each other since like ten years old. So that was definitely a big factor there. Yeah, cool. Yeah,
3: any Australian rivals and other teams? Who else is representing Australia in the the college distance world right now?
0: There's there's always like good ones. There's there's a lot actually right now. Um, a good one that's my age uh, is Cam Cam Griffith. He's at Arkansas. He's he's pretty good. Um, obviously, like coming through in the past few years, like a few years ago, that was Patrick Tannen. Yep. from Villanova, and then uh, Jack Bruce also from Arkansas. He came second in the five k like a year or two ago. So there's there's tended to be there was a guy called Chad Miller who went to Iona who was in the NCAA five k a few times. Um, so there's a there's a, always like a few like up there like All American status these days. It's pretty good.
2: So Morgan, I got a little bit of a, a you know a bone to pick with Australia. You know, so you went to newington newington college for high school is that correct
0: that is correct
2: so the fact that you went to college for high school <laughs> you think
0: that you should lose your eligibility for the ncaa or that's a good point i don't know you should maybe try see if you can argue that yeah bring that forward to the ncaa i think get i might be kicked be, out i think i might be the first one on that case and then you can <laughs> sign with sav racing yeah, no, I've been, I've been scared someone's going to bring that up for all my <laughs> No, but, yeah, I don't know why it's, it's called Newington College. I think it's just, like, it's just kind of, like, a fancy private school, you know? They just like to like to be like that, you know? It was, it was a, yeah, it was a cool place. We got to, like, in Australia, like, uniform is, like, compulsory. Like, every single, like, person in school is wearing a uniform, and, like, my school had, like, like a tie and like a blazer and stuff, so it's okay. different there. It's different. Last at
3: Wisconsin to continue on the tradition.
0: <laughs> that would be that would be crazy if we had to wear uniform here. Just forty thousand kids <laughs> all wearing the same thing. It'd be pretty funny actually.
1: Oh man! So uh, rumor has it, you're a Red Sox fan. And the primary hey, fo- the primary <laughs> focus Morgan, of, this, we, we of this podcast is running, but it usually often spirals into Red Sox talk. So how did
0: you become a Red Sox fan? So like I will first say, like, I'm definitely you got I'm pretty much a fake fan because I don't really know much about baseball, but um, so one of my brother's friends, um, well, I guess I'll say this first in Australia like we have a big like American influence coming in, like it's getting more and more. And so people as like just a fashion thing will wear, um, often either Yankees hats or Red Sox hats. (laughs) And so, um, one of my brother's friends like left their Red Sox hat at our place. And I just like pretty much stole it and started wearing it. (laughs) And now it's like, it's just behind me somewhere. And, uh, (laughs) And so yeah, I I would just wear that around and like yeah. There was one kid on my team from New York, and he was like he hated it so much. Like he's like he's like I'm gonna buy you a Yankees hat, and you're gonna start wearing that. But uh, no, he never did. So I'm still a Red Sox fan.
1: There we go. That's what I'm
0: talking about. But I like I like the Brewers as well. And so like last year, after like after like I really didn't want the Dodgers to win, so I was definitely going for the Red Sox there. There Um, we go. Nice. Yeah.
2: we're a we're a big uh, Red Sox podcast. We're all from Boston. We're all from that area. So we grew up watching the Red Sox. But I don't know. Being a big Red Sox fan, like you clearly, you know, just stated that you are. Can you explain to me why they suck so bad right now?
0: I think they're just taking it easy. Okay. It's it's <laughs> they, like going it's going you're out Sitting and kicking again. on the field. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you just you don't want to blow your load too well, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough.
0: They're still celebrating from last year, I think. That's true. I think so.
3: I think so. <laughs> a what's, of, what's your like, favorite uh, uh, non-cross-country track and field sport to watch at Wisconsin? Are you going to baseball games? The women's oh, hockey. Geez. Games?
0: Oh, geez. That's a tough question. So, I I will say, like, okay. It's hard to say a favorite, but I really like a football game, but I only like going to football games after the season.
2: Wait, are you talking, <laughs> are you talking about football or american football i don't, I don't know
0: american football because oh, okay. okay. <laughs> because the badger game is pretty much just like a big party like yeah it's crazy like i live i live like next to the stadium and people like pay us to like park in our front and backyard and like if there's an 11 at, like a game at 11 in the morning like we'll get woken up at 8 a.m like people are already just like going hard out in the street so it's like it's wild. But obviously, during the season, you can't really enjoy it too much. So going on a football game after the season is a lot of fun. I like football a lot, uh, NFL. And also, I did play fantasy. I've played fantasy football for like three or four years now. So that kind of gets me into that, except uh, I did like the Packers, but now that they kind of suck, I don't like them as much. <laughs> well, the, with yeah. the Patriots, the Patriots are
1: still good. You can you can jump good. on that bandwagon. Okay.
0: See, I will say I do like the Patriots. I don't there like we the go. Patriots like everyone else does. I do like Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh. Go.
2: So, 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 Morgan, follow up on that. So, you know, as far as like the running world goes, you know, you're pretty much like the Heisman Trophy Award winner of the running world, right? You won cross country nationals. That's equivalent to. A cross country Heisman Trophy Award winner. But comparatively to the football team, where do you think you rank among uh, you know campus recognizability from like the star quarterback down to the kicker? Where where in that spectrum do you fall?
0: Yeah, that's that's quite the spectrum. <laughs> I'm uh, that's tough. It is it's just it's very niche. So like I will have people come up to me like I never, I never expect anything like from anyone being a runner. Like, I'm like, just happy to be here. You know, I'm like, thank you to the football team for like paying for everything for us. It's like, it's not <laughs> working getting any revenue. Like these guys are like, honestly getting like pretty screwed over by the NCAA, like not getting paid, but it means that yeah. we get like, we kind of profit off that. So I kind of learn, like, I'm like, feel bad about that, but also I'm like, thank you guys. Um, So I don't really expect anyone to care about us, but there is definitely, like, quite a lot of runners here. Oh, there's so many people here who, like, ran in high school or whatever, and so I do get, like, the occasional, like, people, like, staring at me or, like, like saying, like, good race after a big race. Um, I think I'm definitely not as recognizable as any of the basketball players. I'm not as recognizable as the quarterback or – most of the wide receivers or any of the running backs. <laughs> but I think, well, I, I think, like, based on name recognition, I might be more recognizable than the linemen, though definitely on, like, just, like, physical recognition. Like, you can <laughs> tell who our linemen are when they walk around. But I think I'd probably sit somewhere in there. I think I'm as recognizable as most of our safeties. Okay. <laughs> We'll
3: all right, take i like that.
0: That. We'll take that we'll take it it's not a bad spot to be
3: no we will take no.
0: it <laughs> i'm okay with that does that mean there's no track groupies uh no there, there are some track groupies for sure like they, they hang out in there. the one spot where they're at so all you high school distance runners go to wisconsin they have track groupies in one place <laughs> yeah i mean, mean they're not like they're, they're interesting people. I'll put it like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do do they show up to the track parties? Well, do you, do you guys have good track parties? You guys throw some good track parties?
0: Uh, no, I wouldn't say we throw a ton. Like we, we, uh, we're like a pretty serious team at this point. Wisconsin had a bit of a reputation for being a party school and we're trying to dispel all all those rumors. So I will, on record, I'll say that we are quite a mature focused team, but I will say that, uh, we threw an absolute banger off the national <laughs> cross. Like it was
2: crazy. Yeah. You bet if you actually you win individual national championship, if you're not going absolutely hardcore that night, then you're crazy, man. You're crazy.
0: Yeah. No, it was, so we, so our house is kind of like the track house. Like it's all like older guys, uh, seven, seven of us in here. And like, we, like, I don't like throwing parties just cause I hate to clean up, but this is when we were just like, fuck it. Like let's, let's do it. And, because, like, there was a bunch of teams that were still here and stuff. There was just so many people. Like, it was ridiculous, like, how many people here. And our, our house is not that spacious. And it just got absolutely wrecked. Like, we have, like, we have like our bench, like, in the kitchen for, like, the table. And it's, like, built into the wall. And it got physically ripped out of the wall and, like, thrown outside. <laughs> like, it was, like, and there was just so much, like, alcohol like everywhere just like all up on the on the roof and stuff like the sound system just got broken (laughs) like our screens got like punched out Uh, (laughs) um freaking rory Linkletter stole my chocolates like it was terrible (laughs) oh man it's worth it though yeah it's it's
2: good to hear that even like you know the elite uh stars in our sport still get after it occasionally like the degenerates like us
0: yep no, we, we try to have some fun you know we like yeah it's th- that is a tough thing about it like running as a sport where you suddenly you have to be pretty like focused and pretty on the ball you can't really have too much fun like some other sports seem to be able to <laughs> so we always
3: Love broke it. up the categories of the season into uh like you know a taper season a championship season championship season and then of course bender season which sounds like the party that you just had <laughs> uh, do you guys refer to it as bender season and then rank those three seasons championship season taper season and bender season
0: what am i ranking them like based on like how much i like them like yeah. most
3: important to you
0: <laughs> most important so i'm like I'm kind of a bit of a pussy. Like, I, I'm not good at going on benders. Like, I'll have, like... I'm more the type that's, like, I'll have, like, a big night and then be like, like, that that was... T- I feel so bad. Like, I just want to feel good again. I, like... <laughs> we have had teammates, like, in the past who, like, just go on the crazy benders. I'm so impressed. And, like, I don't know how they do it. Like, how they just keep going the next... Like, the next day. So, with that said, let me think here. I... <clears throat> I think that. Well, I think I have to put championship season at the top just because it is championship season, you know. I agree. Um, Sound like but, I'm a true champion. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like taper season, I mean, we don't really taper anyway, so like uh, that can go at the bottom, and then. Um, so that means that the bender season is right there in the smack bang in the middle. <laughs> Good job
1: nice
2: that's that's respectable respectable order yeah
1: so uh we don't want to take up your whole night morgan um we do want to end on a little bit of a game that we call down the home stretch we're going to ask you rapid fire questions so mike do you want to kick off down the home stretch
2: yes i'm I'm going to throw 90 seconds on the clock here and our topic tonight is australia and we are just going to ask you as many australia related questions in 90 seconds all right so here we go (laughs) All right, so really? I've been to I've been to Australia one time, and I went to
3: one cricket match. Who knows more about cricket, me or you? Me. Okay. <laughs> Morgan, who's your favorite athlete? Matthew Delvedova, Andrew Bogut, or Ben Simmons? Delvedova. Uh,
0: uh, what track event could a kangaroo beat you in? Um, if there was like a hundred meter boxing match. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> uh morgan as an aussie do you like it when your fans root for
0: you yes i love that
3: (laughs) okay morgan (laughs) is there a down under time conversion because you're so close to the equator do you have to add like four seconds every mile that you're on there
0: um i would say it actually goes the other way so
3: you're faster than we ever thought that's awesome
0: yeah (laughs) i don't know why but
3: i'm just gonna say that
1: and that interview with Morgan McDonald was brought to you by Miller Lite. Great taste, like filling. Guys, Morgan is the man. You know, I'm an even bigger fan of him after that interview. Um, guys, just, you know, you could tell that he's like a, he's a super hard worker. But at the same time, like, you could tell that he, he's a normal dude. He likes to have fun. You know, I got a kick out of what he was like talking about, how he's a freshman and he was having a little too fun. Because, you know, that's something we can all relate to. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And it's, it's like, this guy is the most elite runner in the country right now in all of college, um, track and field and cross country, but there was segments and things he was saying in there. It's like, he's just like us. He's just like, uh, you know, D2, you know, runners who, you know, same thing. We're trying to stay focused. We're trying to stay dedicated, dedicated to the game, but every once in a while you go off and, you know, you have your times where you lose focus and you get after the college life a little bit more, but then you also go through times where it's like you're crazy focus and nothing else matters but trying to trying to win and trying to be part of the team so yeah it was cool to be able to relate to him in that way that's the pretty much the only way i can relate
3: to an athlete in that way <laughs> yeah, yeah. It almost made me feel like more of an elite athlete because it was like, <laughs> oh, because I did have a few benders in there. didn't, you know, doesn't mean I totally suck because other people can do that. So it was fun. Uh It was uh, really cool to talk to someone who could have shared experiences to an extent, but like blowing all of our experiences out of the water, at least um, <laughs> rinse wise. Um, so it was, that was definitely a great time.
1: Uh, so I, I wanted to say that, you know, I think that that interview is a perfect example of like what this podcast can be and like what we're trying to do. Like we want to, we want to hear about like the stories and, and, um, you know, what it takes to be an elite runner, but we also want to, you know, make them, you know, seem like normal people and like normal college kids and kind of relate to us and, and put a person, personality behind, you know, the, the face and what they're, what we're just seeing on the track. So, um, thanks again to to Morgan for coming on. Like I said, guys, the man, um, I think you, you may have heard that that podcast cut out at a weird time. That's because the, the recording stopped somehow. Um, I went, So the way this works, we're recording on a different computer in a different room while I do it, while, while we record this on, on, my, on my main computer here in my office. And when I left to go make sure that everything was going smoothly with the recording after the interview, I went upstairs to check on the computer and the recording was gone. And I had a panic attack for a second. Luckily, we 99% of the interview recorded, we just lost a little bit at the end.
2: Yeah, Steve, I mean, we're a lot of things, right? <laughs> like, we're mediocre runners. We're, uh, <laughs> at best. We're slightly above average podcasters. Getting better, right? I mean, like, in, in a lot of categories, we're, I'd say, average to above average. Um, as far as technology goes and all the IT crap, we really really are not great and suck. Um, But you know what? It is what it is. You can only be so fantastic at so many things. And um, I I don't think it affected the uh, interview and the awesome stuff Morgan was saying. So, you know, we'll live
3: with it. I'm kind of excited about the fact that it cut out. That means that only us like heard those <laughs> this complete bombshells he dropped in the last yeah. like 45 seconds when Missing it went completely really off the rails. That's true. Uh, no, nobody 30%. knows that crazy stuff he said. Man, what he said at the end of that part, at the end of that
1: interview, <laughs> blew my mind. Oh, oh man, that so stuff man. he was telling us. It oh
2: jeez, wild. No, but like honestly. Like hats off to Morgan for dealing with our shit and like our stupid ass questions and just the crappy game. We, we went through some serious segments of that interview, but there was a lot of it that we were just throwing absolute garbage crap at him. And he just dealt, he just took it like a champ. And
3: yeah, that was, it was great. All my questions were fantastic. You can
0: speak
3: yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, good stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, he, he said, he said, stay in touch. So maybe we might have Morgan back on one day. So, uh, uh, you know, thanks again to, thanks again to him for coming. Um, we had another important event in the, uh, the world of distance running. We had the London marathon this past weekend, which is, you know, among the top, uh, marathons in the world. It's probably a small step below Boston, right on par with, you know, like Berlin, New York city, um, so a uh, major event and, uh, you know, some interesting things shaped out. We had some we had some really, really fast times out there, didn't we, Mike?
2: Yeah, we did. And um, so first of all, I will say as much as we crap on like the whole running world, the way they promote themselves, I actually thought it was pretty cool the way that the London Marathon promoted kind of the Mo Farah, uh, Kipchoge um, matchup. They had all these kind of cool promo videos. There was like two elite guys going at it. And it was like something you'd see from like a you know, an NFL clip or something like that with the matchup. So I thought that was cool. They did do um, a good job with that. that. That was really cool. Um, obviously, Kipchoge ran away with the thing. I mean, this guy is... It, it, I wouldn't even say arguably at this point. He's the greatest marathon of all, marathoner of all time, right? I mean, there, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know who um, would argue that at this point. He's the world record holder. The guy has won, like, 11 out of the 12 marathons he's ever run. The guy is just He's a freak of nature. He's unbelievable. And if anybody saw the clip of him coming down the home stretch at London, it was just the entire way home was smiling, laughing, pumping the. Cr- I mean, he looked like he wasn't me- even out of breath. Yeah, he looked like me at like mile <laughs> like four of the Boston Marathon, where I'm like high fiving people and like pumping up the crowd and screaming like a maniac. And then he f- finishes through the finish line, runs for like another like 300 meters, just like still pumping up the crowd and yelling and smiling, like. This is so easy for him, and uh, it was very cool to watch. Um, yeah, and I, I I thought I thought London Marathon overall, it was it was a pretty cool and well-done job. I
3: do have a little bit of a gripe with Kipchoge, but I'll let Trent talk first before I get into that. Just going to kind of back up what you said, Mike. Uh, great job marketing, great job getting the two big names in there. After Boston, I wasn't ready for another marathon. Boston feels like it was just yesterday and maybe that's because we ran it but i also just be thinking because it is uh you know it's also in our backyard but it's such a huge event it's such a fun event um that when london comes around it's like whoa we just had an elite marathon but i think london did it right um you got excited about some elite athletes in there uh, and it was a killer performance so thanks skip joey for making it uh just like a must watch uh, you know highlights. I guess it was a little easier to watch highlights of this than it was of uh, you know definitely. Happy days, yeah, definitely. definitely.
1: Um, before you go off on Kipchoge, um, I do want to give a shout out to to, to Mo Farah um, because I'm always so unbelievably impressed when. Um, an athlete or a runner is able to perform at the highest level going from, you know, the 5k to the marathon. Um, you know, I know we were given, we were given Galen Rupp a little crap in the, in the, in, in the last podcast, but he's another guy that, that would, that was able to do it. Um, so to like be able to be one of the best in the world at something like from the 5k to the 10k all the way up to the marathon, I'm always super impressed with that. And the fact that he was able to get out there and do it after he, you know, fell on his face and just completely ate shit on that treadmill (laughs) at the expo. Um, Another, you know, also very impressive.
2: Yeah. All right. So and I'm not trying to hit Kipchoge too hard here, right? Because he again, I've already declared he is the greatest marathoner of all time. And I truly believe that. But Steve Trent, why is Kipchoge so afraid of Boston?
1: I was just gonna ask the scene. He
2: he's he's yeah. won some of the you know the, the most elite marathons in the world and you know he he spreads it all over the place. Guy has never stepped foot in Boston. He's never done it
3: and I don't know. He seems what, like a guy who would thrive based on you were just talking about it. His finish there, he plays up to the crowd. Um, this should be a, a premier event for him.
1: I have a, I have a theory, guys.
3: What's that, Steve? I have an idea, and I don't like throwing
1: out these acquis- accusations. It's not, you know, I, I, I don't think it's good for the sport to be saying this, and I don't want to knock down somebody that I want to be great. You know what I mean? I hate it right. when people play the cheating card. But I do know that Boston is among the stricter world testing geez. marathons in the world they have they have the most advanced strictest drug testing you know system and procedure out of any of the major marathons um so it just kind of begs the question like is that a reason he's never come to yeah. boston
2: yeah i mean and that's gonna get people worked up you saying that steve but i think it's fair and uh, I'll ruffle
1: some feathers, Mike. I'm not yeah, afraid. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Oh, and, feathers being ruffled. And, and I did read a quote that where he, where Kipchoge said something along the lines of, you know, I, I plan on running all six uh, big marathons by the time I retire. And that's, uh, you know, obviously London, Berlin, Tokyo, Chicago, New York, and Boston. He's run three out of those six. So he says three to go. So he did say he was going to run all three of them. But it's real easy to say that. I mean, the guy's like 34 years old now. I, you might be on to something there, Steve. I mean, well, Mike, he, he we didn't specifically we, say he's going to run Boston. He said he said some quote like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to run all of them. So, yeah, you, you might be on to something.
1: Mike, we also said that we were going to run Boston before we retired, too. Yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> So that doesn't mean he's necessarily going to run it fast. He just might cool. go out there and run 350
3: and, you know, have a couple Miller lights out there, you know? What if yeah. he showed up and was <laughs> chilling and, like, brought, you know, the six-pack of beers with him on his waist and those little wastewater bottle holders <laughs> and just just chugging nobody would know who he was, like – or some would, but most people would have no idea this guy was an elite marathoner. I think he just might be a Yankee fan, though. Uh, he's going oh. to show his face and, like, that information would come out. And literally, if Boston fans knew he was a Yankee fan, they would be like throwing eggs at him while he's trying to run and like just giving him hell. So uh, that's that's my theory. I am not going to throw the shade that you guys are throwing. <laughs> it's a possibility. It's a possibility. I don't want to ruin the chances of Kipchoge <laughs> coming on the podcast to discuss. Uh, Kipchoge, so. I retract my statements. If you want to come on peak too early, just saying. Come on, I'll defend you.
1: <laughs> well, there was another big story from the uh, from the London Marathon, and uh, you can check out. Uh, Check it out on our social media, either Instagram or or Twitter. Um, But did you guys see the guy dressed as Big Ben running the London Marathon? So a couple things. It was one of the funniest clips I've ever seen because he was running into the finish and his giant Big Ben (laughs) costume wouldn't fit under the finishing bridge. So he had to have somebody come over and help him guide (laughs) the top of his tower through the finish, which was laugh out loud funny. You know, it's very, very funny clip. Um, but guys, I need you to help. I need I need your help here because I can't decide if I love or I hate this guy. On one end, on one side of it, you know, he's in this giant costume and he's making it all about him and he looks absolutely ridiculous. But on the other hand, he's having a he's having fun out there, you know. He's just he's doing something different, he's having a good time. Um help me help me make my decision on this guy. I can't decide.
2: Yeah, so it is a hilarious clip. And one like the funniest part about it too, Steve, is as he's coming to the finish line. You're right; like they're helping him get under. It's it's not like they it it takes like five or ten seconds. Like it's like a like <laughs> 45 seconds that it takes yep. to, to help this guy get him under the you know the finish line barrier. And you just see other runners like coming in waves and packs, like trying to finish around him, like squeezing. And you have like employees out there trying. It's just it's the scene is hilarious. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Um, So first of all, yeah, it is incredibly funny. Um, But here's why I like this guy, Steve. And here's why you need to like him too. Because we are all about, we are so pro enjoying marathons and having fun with marathons and not taking yourself too seriously. And this guy, if this video was taken at mile like three or four, it'd be like, all right, whatever. There's nothing special about it. But it was taken at the finish line. That means this guy literally just ran. 26.2 Twenty-six point two miles in this <laughs> dumbass, ridiculous costume, and was able to finish, and then have to go through that struggle. And like the people who were finishing with him, they were they looked like semi-legitimate runners. It wasn't like yeah. he was with like the fatties in the back of the pack. Like <laughs> he looked like nothing's wrong with the fatties in the back of the pack. We absolutely, love absolutely, not, ab- absolutely not. My, absolutely not. But my point is, he must have been running it at a fairly decent clip which is incredibly impressive and if you can do it you can have fun with it you can make a show out of it and get everybody involved and you know
3: have an all-time clip out of it love this guy absolutely love this guy oh boy (laughs) i got i got one i got one thing to say really uh that guy sucks uh there is a (laughs) huge difference between having fun at the marathon like you guys had and just just having to be the center of attention, being a massive attention whore like that guy was. You mentioned it, like other people are like dead tired. They're trying to finish their marathon. They're coming through the finish line and you got this buffoon out there that's taking away all like the employees of the race, trying to get them under while these guys are just trying to finish their marathon. They're trying to get their photo finished. They're trying to get photos the entire way and there's this massive clock that's like blocking them from them and their fans and stuff. When I see that guy in the race, I just think, what a dick. He's not having fun. You think he's having fun in that suit? He's like <laughs> 120 degrees, sweating his ass off. Like, he is miserable in there. He only is doing it so he can be the center of social media attention. That's the worst kind of guy. Uh, he, he's, he just sucks. He sucks so th-
2: The only clip or evidence of this guy was at the finish line. And there's no way that he measured this thing out so that he would know it would be far too tall to cross the finish line. It wasn't about, you know, going viral or any kind of, you know, underground clip. It was just this guy trying to make a scene. I don't think it was all about him. I think he was trying to get the entire marathon. And based on your cowbell, uh, you know, you you clearly are so anti anybody having any kind of enjoyable experience at the marathon whatsoever. I, I don't know what to say to each one. I literally. I'm not
3: letting fun. Just don't ruin no, my no, fun. You right? clearly you don't aren't
2: Oh, so it's all about you. It's all about you. Everything comes back to me. I'm standing up back.
3: for the little
1: guy,
2: Mike. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Oh,
1: right. man. whatever. So I'm going to say, I hate, now that I've thought about it, I've hated. I hated this guy. Yeah. I, Till he couldn't cross the finish line. Ah. <laughs> once, his, once the tip of his tower got stuck on the finish line, he became hilarious. And I completely changed my perspective on him. So I'm gonna go with guys having fun out there. I I, I I originally when I just saw him running along, I saw I compared him to like the juggling guys, you know, the guys that juggle when they run. Those guys are the worst. So I was like, "Oh, here we go, another ridiculous show in the middle of my marathon. But once he couldn't get under the bridge, yeah, I'm all in on this guy. <laughs> so I love it guys. This was, this was an episode for the record books. This was awesome. I had so much fun doing it. Thanks again to Morgan McDonald. Do you guys have anything you want to leave our listeners with Mike?
2: Yeah. I mean, I would just say this is only the beginning for us here at P2E. This interview was awesome. Uh, thank you so much Morgan, for coming on, but it's only going to go on from here. Uh, we have interviews lined up. It's only going to get better. Um, so yeah, just let's, let's keep moving this thing forward. Let's keep pushing forward. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, who knows where we go from here? And I'm, I'm very, very excited
3: about it. How about you, Trent? What do you got for the listeners? Uh, just just going to need like a sleeping pill tonight. This has been a, a night of highs and lows. Um, the <laughs> rants about this jerk in the clock and outfit and not being able to watch the race online have really pissed me off. Um, the talking to Morgan has gotten me so excited about where this podcast is heading and what you have almost losing the interview with him yes uh, watching uh, uh, the Celtics lose by 27 points right now is just absolutely bring me way back down to a bad bad place um, watching my money just get lit on fire so, uh, yeah it just it's been an emotional roller coaster but um, I need a little break and I'll be ready to go for next week all right guys this
1: this this ends the podcast thanks for listening um, what a podcast it was. Morgan's the man. Hopefully we'll have him back on after he becomes the 10K and 5K national champion in, in the outdoors, maybe. We'll see. But I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Joe's. Jose.
0: <laughs> oh, man. How are the
1: Bruins doing?
2: They lost. Fuck. It's <laughs> 9 30 at night right now on a Tuesday. I'm drinking. We're all drinking. That week that we have three episodes or three interviews is going to be an absolute grind.
3: It's like a this is a, give me a two hour thing.
2: No, so it's okay. So
1: Dude, as, as all- long as as long as we didn't like we, we have the entire interview.
2: Yeah. You know what that's I mean?
1: Important. Yeah, call
2: him back. Ask him to re-record the <laughs> Hey, Morgan, what's up, man? Hey. howdy. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Sorry, sorry about that. we uh
3: having some technical difficulties. Oh, it's all good. What's going on, man? Thanks for uh, making time tonight. <laughs> yeah, no second. worries. No worries, of course. Is this the Wisconsin dorm room? Oh, uh, no, this is, a, this is a house
0: that I live in. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah we got a house with, like, seven other guys. So. Nice. It's kinda of messy. It's pretty fun though. Yeah. what'd you guys do a practice today? Um do we do? Just like 50 50 minute run and some 200s It's like it's like pretty shitty weather here though. It's like cold and rainy, so we, we, we suck at technology, Morgan. <laughs> no, it's Skype is hard. I'm it's weird, hard. right? Yeah, it's hard. It's not easy. <laughs> None of this is hard. I totally get it. You okay, dude? Yeah, I just knocked
3: the candle over. <laughs> it's like you're having a heart attack for a second. I thought it shattered shatter all over